You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Well, an excitable bunch today. You guys doing all right? Yep. Are you, I'm doing good. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah. You were just talking. Right. Um, so, so we've been gone for a while. <laughs> two weeks. We took two weeks off. We have been um, really working in the church and getting some things going and uh, just taking advantage of that last, who knows, of, of quarantine or whatever you want to call it, mm. of when we can have large meetings and stuff like that. And um just making some progress on the look of our church and how that, how we, we, I don't know, I think we just want to come back strong. And so, uh, yeah, so we've been working on that. So Simon's been working hard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I but thought it was going to go on forever, those projects, but we got it done. I mean, did we? <laughs> it, I mean, looks, it's still, it looks it's really still the good. Finishing yeah, touches. that's what I was going to ask. Like, how, what do you, how do you feel about it now? No, it does look good. It was a time well spent. It was jobs that's needed to be done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as you put on your, like the video blog things, like everything just takes so much longer than you yeah. think it's going to take. So you're like, oh, this should only take like five days maximum. Two weeks later, you're still going. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just rolls on and rolls on. Because getting, getting stuff is just so like, yeah. the first day we went shopping, it took the whole morning. Mm. It, the whole morning. Yeah, I and mean, we didn't lunchtime. even get everything. That yeah, morning, we didn't even get everything. It's till lunchtime and we, like, we got, and it's so frustrating because you're like, typically, I mean, again, this is my, you know, first world perspective, whatever. Hop in the car at 8, 7.30, whatever. Go to Lowe's, which is our big like uh, hardware store. Mm. One-stop shop. Yeah. Wood, tool, any any tools you're missing, any type of measurement of screws, bolt, any like anything, you can get it all right there. You get it. We could even spread out. Like the three of us go in, you get the screws, you get the wood, and I get the whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, and then have time to stop for breakfast on the way back, mm-hmm. and get start. We be started by nine, but like here it's all morning, and we didn't. You know, we couldn't even get started until. So that's already frustrating. And then it's like, I don't know. When you accomplish like some something, you feel like, oh, you've done so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then it's getting everybody in work mode in the afternoon, and that's a that's a thing. And yeah, then mixing paint, you got to do all the mixing and stuff yourself, mm-hmm. and you know get all the colors right and blah blah, blah or yeah. not right. Yeah, and then like pre-painting the wall. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Then painting the wall. Yeah. And then after painting the wall, varnish. <laughs> Three sets I've never had to do. Yeah. in my life until now. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. You know. And then there's, you know, the ceilings are a gazillion feet high in the air. <laughs> Did you have to put water in the paint this time? Yeah, yeah, you okay. have to all the time. What sucks is like if you put too much water in, then it's like you got to paint like 20 coats yeah. on the wall in order for it not to be transparent. Yeah, it, <laughs> it it's a lot of work. And then so like then, you know, we did this, the we did a stage design. Or what is it called? Uh, is that what it's called? Backdrop. A backdrop for yeah for our stage. Because before, if you, I don't know if you're listening, you have seen any of our pictures or videos of our church. Like it, it wasn't ugly. It was just nothing. It was just a wall, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know. We just decided, like again, just you know, why not? Let's make it a home and not just a space where we meet and like let's kind of put our own flair on it, or whatever. And so we did a backdrop, and um, yeah, that was another 
I mean, we we did it. We mm. we we did it. That's not the issue. But it was just there were long days and mm. long eve long evenings and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Well, it here looks we, good. Rudy yeah. and I were already talking about like that's definitely going to be the backdrop for the next worship cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be the backdrop for everything yeah. because it's, I mean it's our church. Yeah. So it's like before like that's the thing is we did the worship cover, and like we did we had to put like a. Like you, you can't tell by looking at the video. We put like this fake wall mm-hmm. with this horrible fabric, but in the video it looks great. You can't tell. In the video, in the you know, it looks great or whatever. And so it's it's just black, you know. And mm-hmm. we put that back there. And not again, not because the church was ugly. That's not. It's just that there was. It's just a wall. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. There's a wall and instruments here. Let's mm-hmm. do it in front of that. And so, but now it's an actual backdrop that's there. And so. We can use that for everything, you know, mm-hmm. obviously for church, but then in all the videos and stuff, we can do it in front of there. So that'll be exciting. If you want to see that process, then our YouTube channel, we have it on our YouTube channel. We've, like Simon mentioned, we've been video blogging through it. And um, the final result has not been, they haven't seen it yet. My dad like texts me, or no, we were t- chatting on FaceTime. He's like, can't wait to see this final product. I do feel <laughs> like because you were vlogging every single day that, it is drawn out for a viewer. Like oh, it's absolutely part 10. drawn out. You get <laughs> like video out. 10, oh, yeah. you get the results. But we need content. <laughs> we need content. No, I like it. I enjoy watching it, you know, because every day it's something different. But What is today? But you do want to see Tuesday. the end. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> so tomorrow, is it tomorrow or Friday, I think, is when you see. I don't know. Like it's We Friday. did this like a week, two weeks, a week yeah. and a half ago. People are going to think it took us like four months. <laughs> yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it will be done by Christmas. <laughs> Christmas 2020 is when we have the big reveal of what it looks like. No, I mean, it's not a big reveal. It's just, the, you know, what it looks like. And we'll continue to show the progress that we do in different stuff. Um, which you mentioned, another thing that we've been doing since we've been gone is we've gotten back to video blogging. We just, you know, I think, I, I think for one, we, we just, we're not good at, we're not good at fundraising. That's one thing. You might be good at it, but we're not great at it. Um, but also, nor are we, like, I'm trying to th- think of the right way to say it. Like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm good at storytelling, but I'm not, I could be good at, but I, we're so overly cautious about oversharing and, like, you know, telling people that this is what we started the video blog to begin with. This is to kind of show people what we're up to, um, also introduce them to, where we live in Bolivian culture and the situation kind of become real. We want our supporters, followers, friends, family, whatever, to become really familiar with what, where we live. Even if they never come here, we want them to know who Simon is, who Rudy is, who Miguel is, what the church looks like. So when they come, like, you know, that's the way I think about it. I want them to know what animals you can see here, what life is like here, what food is like here, you know, all, all this stuff. And so that's what we want the, the video blog to be. Just to raise more awareness of what's what we're trying to do here, what we're trying to accomplish in the community here, but and through the church, and why we're doing the church stuff, and why we're not doing basketball anymore, you know, so on and so forth. We want to be able to show all that, and the best way is through video blogs. We started the blog a long time ago for this reason, and then we just got away from it. It was so much work, but I was like, I was putting the the quality. I was focusing so much on the quality of the videos that it was, it took so much more time. And now I'm like, I mean, I want it to be good quality. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, you've seen. You I'm said just, like several times. I mean, you get what you get. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the motto right yeah, now. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's another way of saying you get what you get. It, it is, is what, it, what is. it is. But like, yeah, so it, I'm, I'm literally just recording with my iPhone 6 now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
and just I mean I, I want to show something and so to put con- we just want to put content out for our supporters and stuff like that just raise awareness of what we're trying to do and what we got going on and if people want to be a part going forward of the ministry then you know look this is what's going on this is what it looks like this is what we're trying to do through this and so it's um it's our non-dramatized reality show for us. You know what I mean? It kind of just shows the progress and stuff of, of what, we're, what we're trying to accomplish and stuff. And I think it's, it's been good so far. Mm-hmm. We've gotten good, like, good comments and feedback and stuff. And you know, people are really interested in stuff that they didn't know. Already. Like, we, haven't even, we haven't even touched the iceberg of what we actually do. And if people are like, oh, I didn't know you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so you thought we did nothing. You, know, you thought you just hung out all day. But- That's what's hard. It's like we don't, we don't tell people everything that we do yeah. and so it's like oh, they just they just disciple people <laughs> well i think it. i think we say we work hard but i think people don't like yeah can't fully grasp you know like that we actually do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like because i you know i get it people say they work hard all the time and then there's nothing mm-hmm. being done but so this gives a chance just to kind of connect us directly without just us telling stories oh yeah we do this we do that or yeah because it kind of and it kind of actually showed the process of that from struggles to successes and victories and whatever. And so just it's re- really video documenting. That's all we're doing is video documenting everything. And so so people can see and be more in touch and stuff like that. So the videos about um, we d- from the video, we have all this food sitting around here. You can't see it on the camera, but obviously, if you're listening to the podcast then you can't see it, but um, that we had some donations come in to uh, to give out uh, basic food items and necessities, I guess you can say, to people in our community and so those videos are really cool those are my favorites so far that we we did those but they'll be out on like august 19th <laughs> like, like, like we've already done it people are hungry again like no we did it. i'm the last one now the challenge i'm having now the last one that we did well we're actually handing it out uh rudy was on on the cameras on that he had a lot of really good like a lot of footage i'm just I, i'm really i don't know you know, I don't know how much to show you. You can hear the birds, I guess. On the, mm-hmm. um, somebody asked me, was that monkeys one time? Was this monkeys? Like, no, they're not monkeys. Uh, so anyways, uh, how, like, what do we show? Because some people are not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are not at their best. And I'm, I'm a big fan of showing people at their best. However, I also understand the need for us specifically. We are the least, that showed the reality that, that mm-hmm. where we live as well. Yeah. And so like, I'm kind of, so I've asked Rudy to cut like, when I do the video to come back and watch the video and be like, okay, f- from your perspective, what needs to be and what needs to be out? And I told him yesterday, he was like, I filmed it all. So <laughs> I was like, well, right. that's true. But I wonder, would you, would you feel more comfortable if we blurred the face out? Uh, no, no. Cause people have masks on anyway. Some people, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's the benefit. Like, you know, the, I have Lucas over here, like he's in the video. But he has a mask on, so you can, I mean, I know it's him, but you know the viewer is not gonna know. And but he's not at his he's not no. at his worst anyway. He's just in the, and everybody doesn't look bad. It's just there's some situations that I. This is the thing. No one looks bad. Let me go back and backtrack that because it sounds bad. No but one, it is a vulnerable uh, a situation where people are receiving food because they need it. So yeah, absolutely. You don't want look. Well, no, yeah. it's not even it's not even that for me because everybody needs food. Like we need food. Like you know we every, we all need food. Yeah. We all need help during this time. And so if somebody turns their nose up at that, then they're just a loser. Like, you know what I mean? Who looks down on other people. And that's their fault. My thing is, is like, no one looks bad in these videos. Uh, period. No one looks bad. Um, where people live is not a nasty, bad place to, to us because mm-hmm. we live here and we know the people. And to be quite frank, just don't care. 
care enough to lift them up, but not don't care enough to look down on. But who cares where they live? Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't change the way we interact with them. Mm. I don't want it to look bad to you, the listener or the viewer. I don't want people to look. I don't want the viewer to have pity on people. Yeah. Don't people to be moved with compassion and, and help? Yes. But I don't want people to look to see my friends, my neighbors, my community and be like, oh, those poor. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't want that. But I don't know. I legit don't. This is this podcast is not going anywhere we plan. <laughs> but I legit don't know where the line is. Yeah, like, that's, that is that's a, a struggle. Line. It's because people do need to know. They need to see. Like, these people, send, there's a church that sent us a bunch of money to buy this food and stuff. Mm. And they're not demanding they need to see. But I feel like. They need to see this in action and see the people that they've reached and see us handing it out. And, you know, just so they can celebrate, not so they can monitor anybody. Mm. <clears throat> but equally, I, I want to protect. Like, so I just I don't know what to do. Like, so it's this fine line or whatever of like what, what, what to show and what not to show. And this because this is a, this is an area that we've avoided. We've notorious. Yeah. We've been notorious for avoiding this for, for years. For years, we have not since the beginning people. when we worked at the orphanage. It was like, absolutely we don't do we don't do this because we just don't feel like it's right, you mm. know. But but then it's like then you have the issue where people don't know what you're doing, or you yeah. know they just yeah. have to take you for their word. But it's not as impactful because it's not as moving. People mm-hmm. like you ever I've sat through many services in church where they'll show a missions video, and I'm just in tears because the person who edited the video did an amazing job at pulling at my heartstrings, you know. Yeah. And how do you do that <clears throat> with imagery? You do that with 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 showing pictures of people in their situation, in their yeah. in their home, wherever you know you're mm-hmm. ministering to them at or helping them at, and and that's specifically been things that we're like we want to avoid that for to preserve the person's dignity um or because we have a relationship with them and like ramon said we don't want people to have pity on them mm. yeah so yeah that is a very blurry yeah for us uh, yeah i mean i think and i think a well done video i mean th- this is the thing i guess is the heart behind it as, as well which is i think our heart is in the right place on this issue at least <laughs> but like we don't want the video to pull on people's heartstrings. Oh, we're going to show them this. Because, like, uh, we got, like, when a dude with no arms comes out to pick up his stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we can. And then you play the arms of an angel in the background. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, that's not. Come on. Man. I didn't mean. You know that song, though. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. That is no. <laughs> Only uh, said that song not because you mentioned a guy with no arms. That was just coincidental. That is the song people use in the videos with the with the animals, we, you know, to get the, donations. Okay, not. never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> I've never hoped that no one listens to this podcast more than now. Good grief! But anyway, like, see, you messed this up. <laughs> it's terrible. That's just the that's the worst the example. All right, angels. but my point is, is when like yeah, we took it and there's a guy that doesn't have hands and we took it out and like he cut like, and so he that's in the video. Now, the truth is he doesn't have hands, yeah. and I I talk about it. I'm like hey, because Miguel's telling me the story as I'm sit, we get in the car and Miguel's telling me the story and I'm recording myself and he's talking and like obviously I cut through because if you're watching you don't speak Spanish probably. So I cut through a story and then I say, this is what he's saying. And he's telling a story about how he lost his hands and whatever. I want people to see that and just be like, this is a great opportunity to help people. I don't want them to see like, oh, that poor soul with no, you know what I mean? Because that's not, that's not what he is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he plays, he plays on your football team yeah. and like, he's a, you know, and 
so, it's just tough, man. There's such a like a back and forth to it. But anyways, it, I think it's necessary. And um, yeah, and then some of the communities are 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 poor communities. And I think I mentioned that because like I'm just doing commentary between the things. Like I'm in the car and I'm talking about what we see or what we're seeing or whatever. And um, just, you know, talking about like that's the tough part for some of these communities is the access level is is non-existent. Hmm. So they're not gonna go get. They're not getting like medical help. I mean, they could, but it's just it's tough. It's way tougher in these yeah. areas and stuff like that. So I'm showing that and just talking about hopefully what I think is the reality of that and not the like. Oh, look at these poor people send me money. Like that's not, you know. And so I don't know. Anyways, so that's the thing. Um How do you feel about it? You feel like we should just <laughs> nix the whole video. I'm not, I'm going to show the video, but yeah. I don't know. I think I I think like as I was sitting there next to Rudy as he was filming them, there were ones where you could sense, okay, we shouldn't this one we don't need to film. And he's and still like... Are, yeah, there, there are other ones where it's like... There are other ones where the people are more than happy to be on camera. There are other ones... There's one in particular. Um, the one with the kid that we know. He comes to football, comes to church, youth group and stuff like that. Uh, Back on the corner? Yeah, Mauricio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that one needs to be in yeah. there. Because um, he's in a tough situation. Yeah. And I don't... I don't Personally, I don't think that one needs to be That's in there. That's one of the ones I saw too. And I was just like... Cause, yeah, because it goes the same the same conversation. Is yeah. I was like, man, do I want to expose him like this? Because that's what I feel like. Mm. But then on the other side is like, but people need yeah. to know this is the reality yeah, that, that is people his live reality. in. That is his reality. And so that how is can we? Lives. Yeah, that is the situation that he's mm-hmm. in. Um, but yeah, and it is that line of okay, that this is what kids here are living through. Yeah. But equally, it's like how much do you just want to put him on camera and they go well, yeah. We're just going to make make a video about your life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, he would be the only one that I'd think, maybe leave that one out. Yeah, let me think. Because yeah, it, 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 he didn't do anything wrong by filming no. it. It just... It, the, I, I think... And I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking right now in this moment, like it looks bad. But then why does it look bad? But it looks bad because this, his house is not a great looking house. I mean, none of them, you know. But like, it's just not... It doesn't... It looks... It looks bad in that sense. From a first world perspective, look, it, it makes it. I think, and that's a good point because I think it will make you feel like, oh, this poor kid. You know what I mean? And like, mm. and yeah, oh, this poor kid. That's great, but like, I don't want it to be like patting him on the head, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this poor little boy, because like, that's not what he yeah, is. Because, you know? Yeah, because yeah, because he's a very confident young man. Absolutely. He's a really nice With young guy. With reason, you know, he's got huge potential in a lot of areas and things like that and so I don't think he looks down upon himself I don't think no, he looks he doesn't. down on his and he situation shouldn't. No. he shouldn't and so it's just that thing okay when we're putting him on a video that's making other people maybe look down on him which yeah. he's not doing to himself that's where I think that's where I start to become a little bit uncomfortable and I think there's a huge miss between our cultures and here mm. the idea of what third world poverty looks like yeah. and not even because this isn't even the poorest of the poor no. and so this is third world lower class low class lower class like this is it's, so it's not in our world it would just be a person that would yeah it doesn't have a lot of money or whatever but when people from that world see it it's like oh my gosh and like that's not what that's not what i want to communicate so i don't know man it's a, it's a very very tough but that actually segues nicely into what we want to talk about today hmm. as if <laughs> we, like we planned it yeah, yeah but like, i mean you i mean i think like 
is what we're asking a little bit unrealistic. We wanting people to look at facts and judge whether they would want to help improve the situation or not apart from emotion. And, and, and because of our perspective in first world countries, these things move us to, mm-hmm. to, to tears or to emotion. Yeah. And so like how realistic is it then to, um, say, Hey man, this kid is poor and, and, um, he's in a situation where he needs people to lift him up. He needs the church to help him out. Um, but don't feel bad, you know, don't be feel bad for him. He's totally fine. He doesn't see himself poor. Like, I don't know. You don't. It's, it's just tough because you, what you're, you said is exactly right. He doesn't see himself as poor, but you know what people think, but I see him as poor. Like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, not, yeah. We, we just identify so much. We place so much on people based on their economic situation and where yeah. they live. We place so much expectation or lack thereof on people's life based on how much money they have. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if a kid is rich and, well, we have high expectations for him. If a kid lives in what we would consider the slums, even if it's not really the slums, then it's like, oh, that poor kid. He, like, and we don't maybe think this consciously, but he'll be lucky to even ever get a job outside of like, and that's not true either. Yeah. That's like this kid wants to study to be a doctor and it's, it's possible. So it's not like he's just dreaming big. Like, it's very possible. Like, it's not. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just tough because I do think that people need to see this. If we didn't know him, I think it would be a lot, and this is a, not a good thing, but I think it would be a lot easier to be yeah. like, hey, we saw this guy, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know this guy, and the last thing I would want for him to feel like is that. He's being exploited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's being exploited, right? And because, I don't know. We, we talk about exploitation of people, and when there's ministries dedicated to that, but as missionaries, we do that a lot. Mm. Intentionally or not intentionally, we exploit yeah. people's situations so that we can get more income on a monthly basis and it's to help people, but what is that? You, you know what I mean? Like you're exploiting the people that need help to get money to help mm-hmm. the people that need. And it just seems kind of like, and I don't want to do that. And so I don't know. I will probably have to give it a few watches and I'll probably let you give it a few spins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them, it's like, whatever. Like there's a yeah. dead, dead horse in one of the videos. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you don't care about people who love horses and don't want to see a dead horse on camera? Do I care about people that love dead horses? Yes. <laughs> but it, you don't care about the dead horse. I mean, what do you want me to do? Just, uh, I mean, I don't really Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even a big fan of that horse when it was alive. <laughs> so. Simon's the only person to celebrate. <laughs> well, yeah, to be fair, I did. I do know that you felt bad for the owner. And yeah, I felt bad for the guy. Out. Yeah, you know, he's a good guy, man. Not That's, for the horse. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't know what we're talking about. First of all, because if you don't watch the video blogs, back to that. <laughs> but then, too, like, it hasn't come out yet. So, came out to come to my office the other day. And we've mentioned before how people let their horses like kind of wander around the neighborhood, or they'll tie them up here at the Fundacion because there's um there's like a field, not a field like they own the lot next door. It's their yard, I guess you could say, but they t- there's a bunch of grass and stuff, so they'll tie them up there for the night. Anyway, came over to my office the other morning, and there's like a dead horse laying under the tree, and so it's like, you know, so we walked past that, and the guy was out there, and we talked or whatever. Anyways. Our but daughter yeah. was like, he's either dead or pregnant because <laughs> his belly was yeah. so big. Yeah. Pregnant with bloat. Matt, what is it called? Uh, rigor mortis setting quick. That thing was stiff as a board when I came over there. And it was just at that night it died. Because like, I saw it when it died, but I didn't realize that's what I was seeing. The night We live across the street, so yeah. night before. Anyways, so yeah. So seeing all this stuff we were talking about with the poverty and stuff like that, the different houses and situations and stuff, does that make you... Uh, 
has that made you become calloused towards poverty and and um, and uh, what is the word? Towards like poverty and, and brokenness. Has that made you become callous to the needs? Oh, Simon's looking at me. <laughs> okay, I, I will start with, I remember specifically a time when we lived in Cochabamba, Bolivia, where I realized I've become callous to this person's needs. Um, and it was when um, I walked by an old lady with her child and they were in the street physically very poor you know and she was asking for money um and I just I just turned I didn't turn my face up at her like I'm better than her but like oh I'm so tired of this you know Mm. and I was frustrated that everywhere I went every corner sometimes three four times before you get to a corner someone's asking you for money and so you know in the beginning um I'm like, yeah, I mean, what are, what's a few coins to spare for, the, for them to feed their child or whatever? Um, and then you start hearing stories about, oh, don't give to them because they're just hiring other people's kids from the countryside and bringing them here, drugging them so they can sleep all day just so they can make some money on the corner. And so, like, based on people's, um, I guess, uh, the information people gave me, about these people, I kind of bulked them all into one group mm-hmm. and said, everyone's just trying to take my money. And then they're, they're pointing, they're looking at me because I'm, I'm an outsider, but I didn't, I look Bolivian. And so like, that wasn't even a, a rational thinking, but, but yeah, I remember feeling that way and feeling heartbroken. Like, how did I get here? Um, because that's not compassion for the person who actually needs the help. Mm. And I struggled a lot with, um, well, where's the line? How do I balance this? Because I can't give to everyone. I'm not everyone's savior. I don't even have money to give to everyone. Um, But I feel bad choosing who I'm going to give to also. Like, how do you make that decision? Mm. Who's worthy of my money and who's not? Um, And so, uh, yeah, you can. I have become callous to to seeing someone in, in, I mean, that's just poverty. It's, it's poor, you know, mm. I don't know yeah. that I could have seen anyone in a worse condition and um, decide not to help them. And so it, I don't, well, I don't know if because I walked away saddened by my, my mindset that I will call it callous because mm-hmm. I guess if you're callous, you don't feel anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do remember specifically, feeling that moment where it's like I'm consciously choosing not to help someone and they they really need it you know and it's not like I'm not capable of it that hurt that hurt me you know but um I still felt it though so I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's callous yeah yeah it's it's tough I and I think there's like like you were saying there's two sides to it too because like living here and here doesn't you don't see many beggars but in Cochabamba you saw like a lot more. And I remember there were two missionaries having a conversation that I know, or there's a missionary and there's another guy that does like, does mission like he travels around or whatever. Um, and so the one guy was like, yeah, when I go there, I love to get, cause like one guy made a comment about something about the beggar situation. And the other guy made a comment like, when I go there, I love to get a pocket full of change and give it to everybody. And I don't, I don't think he meant it. Like, well, I do this, and mm-hmm. you you're complaining or whatever. I do this. I don't think he meant it that way, but it did come across that way. And it's like I remember thinking to myself, "Look, pal, like, but you're there for like seven to ten days. Yeah. There's a huge difference, like, t- between living there and seeing this every single day. And so it's not. Yes, should we give and help them? Yes, but it's not as simple as like, oh yeah, just fill up your pockets with coins and give them out every single day. 
Every because you do see the same people every single day. Then they start day. to identify you. Like, let me go to yeah, this person. Yeah. And and then the 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 ass is goes from a few coins to three hundred bolivianos. Yeah, on the show to your house and like you know, and, and I'm not justifying not giving, but I'm just saying yeah. it's not as simple mm-hmm. as like oh just give. But when I'm there, I just give. And again, I don't think you meant it that way, but it did come across that way. Um, like it, it, it's not that simple. You know what I mean? Because yeah. again, we live here and it's the reality that we live in every day and. Yeah, so that's the other side of that too. Is like it's not like just like yeah, give them money. You know, it's it's a complex issue yeah. there specifically. Yeah, no, I think in those those situations you do have to be wise um, to it. Like when I was in Santa Cruz, I think I've shared the story before, but there was um, there was a kid sat outside the mall, um, and his his feet were all teared up, not in good condition. Um, he can't have been older than thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. And Santa Cruz has a has a problem with um, kids living on the streets yeah. as it is. So. You're never quite sure, like, okay, is, is this kid begging or is he living on the streets? What's his situation back? Um, so I spoke to him and I was like, he was like, hey, I need, I need like um, 30 Bolivianos to buy, um, to buy shoes. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll buy the shoes for you. I don't want to give you the 30 Bs, but I'll buy the, I'll buy the shoes for you. Um, and as we got more and more into that conversation, like, it just became, I became more and more uncertain about it because I was like, well, there's a shop over there that sells shoes. And he was like, oh, no, no, that one doesn't do shoes. And I knew it did do shoes. And he was like, oh, I'll take you somewhere where it buys shoes. I'm not going to go with this kid to somewhere. that I don't know this city. He was like, oh, it's just like two blocks that way. And I was like, I'm not going to go with that. And he was like, oh, you could just give me the money. And I was like, oh, just go buy shoes. And he was just adamant that I wasn't going to go off and buy the shoes for him, that I had to either give him the money or I had to go with him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all of a sudden I'm now uncomfortable in this yeah. situation right. um so we just left it you know i brought him some food and water and then i left it there i said sorry mate look if, yeah if i can't buy the shoes for you i'm not just going to give you the money and i'm not not going to go with you yeah um so i just left it by that so yeah you've got it is the situations of okay i want to help people but i want to make sure i'm helping people in the right way that's going to enable them that's actually going to you know meet people's needs um and that i'm not just fueling the problem yeah by, by yeah. giving out money mm-hmm. yeah it it's tough and like i think I mean, I, I think in a, there's a good way to be like that. That's just wisdom, you know, because like yeah. he's trying to lure you off somewhere to maybe buy some shoes that he wanted yeah. on it, yeah, or I, maybe I mean, the situation like, could have been like legit was a cheaper place. Yeah, he was like, oh, it's cheaper, it's cheaper, and it, it's like it could have been. I mean, I'm offering to pay, so I don't yeah. really mind yeah, if it's it it. cheaper or more mm-hmm. expensive. So, but I mean, it could have been legit that there was a guy selling cheaper shoes down the other road. He's like, or he oh, hey, I've been yeah. waiting for you. The <laughs> yeah. Lord to- spoke to me this morning and told me you were coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. or it could be that he's got two older brothers Absolutely. and a dad waiting around the corner. Absolutely, you know, I've got my my phone, my yeah. wallet, and my credit card in my pocket. So. Yeah, I, and I, I think here, where, where we live, we live in a poor community, and I think we forget that. But I think it's good that we forget it. Yeah, like so, I think becoming uh, callous maybe isn't the word. But I think it's good that because maybe when we first moved here, I don't know, man, because I'd been here before. You know what I mean? So I wasn't. But maybe there's a shock factor for some people when they yeah. come back in here. And it's not the yeah, I, it, this is the thing is I can't even I can't even see it poor anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm just I'm used to living here. But I think that's a good thing, I think, because I think we all see this neighborhood as like our neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And are there poor people? Yes. Big like there are the people that live over under that like roof thing or whatever mm-hmm. like it, it i don't know what it what do you call it like it you know talking about that big open area over there they live on so that's poor you mm-hmm. know and like if you go back one street or one but one block over there like there's houses literally made of sticks mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah, like i mean we were talking the other day about how a lot of the people at our church don't have 
floors. Like they just yeah. have. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. Dirt. With ducks walking around and stuff in the house. And like, but that's not like. It's, fu- it's, it's funny because like the, you can sit on the couch or whatever and the duck, like, or what, you know, whatever the chickens are. Like, so that's funny. But it's not like. I think I think personally, it, and I could be wrong, but I think it's a good thing in that sense that we have we're not like like we don't want to you know you don't want to yeah. touch anything like like now I'll go in anybody's house and like lay in the hammock and like it's not you know it's not an issue at all. So I think it's good in that. But I think what you were saying earlier is when we become callous to the needs, mm-hmm. it's like when we start ignoring the needs of people for whatever reason and stuff like that. And so, but I I don't know like is that. I guess you could get to that point, you know, to where it's just like, and yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Like I've known people to say, oh, that's just the way that they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way it is here and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? No running water. I don't care. That's not okay. They have babies and kids and, you know, whatever. Um, that's not, that. there's no, that's just the way they live here. Right. I, I don't care if that's the way that they've lived here. This is a better way. And this is not me like colon like being a colonizer or whatever you need to take like that's not but this is like a healthy you know change that can change your life you know and so i yeah so i but i don't think any of us are like that i don't think we've gotten to that but there is a weird zone of like getting yeah of just walking down the street and just talking to your neighbors and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm not consciously thinking about the needs of each individual all the time but i do think about it you know what i mean but i think I think to identify an individual by their needs all the time is dehumanizing as well, yeah. you know. So, oh, that's the guy that needs, that's the guy with yeah. no running water. Those are the poor people. Those are this, so, you know what I mean? The people with the stick house, the people with this. Yeah. And that's not, that's a dehumanizing. But at the same time, I, there's the other extreme of that, of like I was just saying, is like, oh, yeah, they just live like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Tom. Yeah, 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 he lives like that. And well, like Tom is struggling. In case, you do need to notice that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think a big part is being in touch with your community, just like you're in touch with your friends. Your friend can be a multimillionaire and have the biggest house and all his needs and whatever. But if you're close enough to him, you know when something's off and when he has a need. Mm. And so I think here, if we're in touch with the community yeah. and we are, and we do get used to seeing, we know where people live. That's just what it is. We've gone yeah. to their houses. We've eaten, you know, dinner and cold fish <laughs> <laughs> and stuff over their houses and whatever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that fish was cold, dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, another story for another day. But yeah, like we, we, you know, we've we've done all that. We like you've done this, and so oh yeah, yeah, that's how they live. But at the same time, like be close enough to where you're sensitive to the needs. Yes, f- physical needs, but also like on every level, right? Mm. Physical, spiritual, mental, personal, relational, yeah. Yeah. financial. You know, all those needs and stuff as well. But it is a. We're such an extremist and reactive uh, society that, like, it's either pity or ignoring. Like, those are the extremes. And it's yeah. not, neither of those are really the answer, you know? Yeah. I think, so just an example of what I thought was a really good good way of approaching the situation was um, with the football ministry that we do. You, the kids that come there, you know in the back of your mind that a lot of them have a lot of like come from really difficult backgrounds mm-hmm. have lots of complicated situations but yeah like you were saying you can't see them as oh this kid is abused or this kid doesn't mm-hmm. have this or this kid doesn't have that because that would just wreck you emotionally and then all of a sudden you can't engage with them on a level because they're not coming to football like crying mm-hmm. and, and, and things like this and so you want to engage with them if you know if they've been happy and positive then you want to be happy and positive with them as well and uh, you know and engage with them and, and be friendly and build relationships with them um, and there was this one kid um 15 year old 
uh, he comes to football training quite regularly and things like that. Um, and we're just sitting around having like a, a water break and something. Um, and some of the kids were like mocking him, like joking at him, being like, hey, you always wear the same stuff. Like you always wear the same clothes every day yeah. um, to football training. Like that's dirty, you know, you need to wash. Your, like it was always kind of wearing the same shorts and stuff like that. Um, and he was like, well, I don't have any other shorts and I want to come and train. So I just, I just use this one. Um, and both myself and Sam heard it. You know, and, you know, we obviously we tell the other guys, hey, just leave them alone, like those kind of things and carry on with the football. And then afterwards, San is like, hey, I think I've got some, I think I've got some football shorts back in the office. Let's go have a look. And so we went back to the office, had a look for some shorts. Um, and just uh, Sam managed to find like six, seven, eight pairs of shorts and T-shirts and things like that. And so he put them in a bag. I and mean, then the next day um, at the end of training, when all the other kids had gone, we called Sergio back um, and then just gave him the, the shorts and T-shirts. I was like, here you go, man. Yeah. And now you've got some more, more stuff. You know, and that was meeting someone's needs but doing it in a dignified way yeah. it wasn't like Dignity. calling him in front of mm. all the kids and being like everyone give him a round of applause we're going to give him shorts and teeth like it wasn't that it was yeah. just a you know on the side yeah you know if other kids need them they can come and talk to us as well but it's like we know you need these so we're just going to give these yeah to you now yeah dig- meeting that need dignity is the, the that's the word you said that's a that's the key word i think is that's a, a word that we try to like pound yeah. and we use a lot because of that reason it's like how can we help people without sacrificing their dig- their dignity, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like treat them with dignity and whatever. And so I think that's the, the, the fine, fine line there of like, cause some people on the other end of that, some people don't even accept the reality that they need help. Like you have a baby with no milk, no clothes, no diapers, no, 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 no floor in your house. No, you know what I mean? It's rainy season. Like, and you're like, Hey, the baby needs help. No, no, no. We just do it. Like, no, no, you don't do it like that. Cause mm-hmm. all my other neighbors, you know what I mean? They're not doing that. And so, yeah. That's another thing that's, um, that's really difficult. I think to, I guess to, to, to dance, to dance. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to determine, you know, how to help someone that, that doesn't want the help. Like, I, I think sometimes we throw people away, um, because, well, I remember doing a street ministry with, a, um, how do you say, Cliff, Cliff, Gatos? Uh, drug addict, like a, they, they sniff glue, yeah. huff, with huff, sniff, sniff glue. Teenagers and young, very young kids um, <coughs> who, who snuffed glue, sniffed, sniffed, <laughs> sniffed, yes. sniffed glue. Yep. Um, and uh, it was hard for this ministry to get volunteers because they're like, these kids are voluntarily hurting themselves and they want to be on the street. They're refusing to live with their parents so that they can do these drug, do drugs, you know, and then, so they'll live in a community. Um, but I think like, um, sometimes as Christians and as missionaries, we, we say, we kind of pick out who, who needs help based on, based on whether their need is, um, what is the word? Like worthy of, of receiving help but but like sometimes we forget like the initial help that we all need is jesus right Mm -hmm. and so okay we're not going to help this guy because he's choosing to live on the street and he's choosing to do drugs but but he still needs jesus and so um i think sometimes we get into that um determining that going back to the whole callous thing like like oh they don't need help because he's an elderly man he's had plenty of opportunity to get off the street um, and he doesn't want to so let's just move on to the next guy mm-hmm. you know so i think that that uh, remembering what the ultimate help who the ultimate help is can can help us from becoming like not ignorant but blind to to the needs of people and and not not sifting through who is worthy of 
of yeah. our help or our our funds or money mm-hmm. or whatever. That's because it's a hero mentality too, right? Like, of yeah. I mean, there is a point like when you have you have five thing five, five pair of shorts to give out. You can only give them to five kids, so you do have to pick mm-hmm. at that sense. However, like, yeah, I, you're talking about like, yeah, withholding stuff based on like, yeah, it just gets overly complex. I think sometimes when we make it way more, and I think that is a symptom of callousness of like out of touch with the reality of because I think too the temptation is to see a person who lives on the riverbank under a tarp, a literal tarp, like, and then okay, so that's poor. But then a person who lives in a house like made of pretty much sticks over here, and we're like, oh, I'm not giving it because he's not really poor because mm-hmm. you could be poor like him. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now you're punishing a person. You know what I mean? For having a stick house like sticks is probably not the right word to use. It's like what do you what do you call that? Your cheese? It's like bamboo. Bamboo, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like kind of a, a very cheapy, not strong bamboo. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a lot of people make their houses out of or whatever. And so but then, yeah, it definitely becomes like. That is all. I only help people whose houses are on the riverbank and they sleep under tarps. I don't help people with bamboo houses with mud floors. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it gets silly, right? Like I don't know, just help the people around you. And like, <laughs> I just I remember a conversation with a Christian girl who's who's a Christian. I questioned that because um, we were talking about the situation on on how we could effectively help these these kids that were on drugs and she said that we should just kill off the whole population oh, yeah. like not us personally but that's the government or the military should just just wipe them out and start over and i'm just like it's a perfect gospel response <laughs> how does that even help the situation mm. well, i mean it, it's just absurd but that just tells you how how detached we are from like who jesus was and what jesus is compelling us to do is he is, you know, a God of reconciliation. Reconcil- reconciling what? Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. All things back to himself. And that's what he tells us to pray. That kingdom come. That's what we're, you know, the coming of his kingdom, the reconciliation of all things back to himself. And we are members and ambassadors and citizens of his kingdom here, representative, his representatives here on earth. So we should be looking for uh, to abolish injustices or fight injustices uh, do justice and go against all these like you know the be be agents of reconciliation in everything that we do mm. and everywhere that we go right. on every level of society so re- education yeah and that's what we were talking to that lady about yesterday we did um we did this interview for like a magazine thing it was a really cool experience anyways and she was asking like what is it that we do and it's it's hard to explain but it's easy to explain at the same time it's like we just believe in community community development and like what does that look like? Okay, well, it looks like like reconciliation on every level. So, But we want to do that through the church. So now we're building up the church. And so what do we want to do with the church? We want to produce plumbers who seek reconciliation. Plumbers who work for the glory of God, but also seek reconciliation in the plumbing world and with their clients and neighbors and whatever, and doctors and lawyers and garbage men and you know what artists and whatever. All these people seeking reconciliation in every part and every chamber of life and whatever for the glory of God. And so just, you know... It, that's who we're supposed to be. Is we're supposed to be people that are seeking this, and so oh yeah, that's what the, like the education system here awful in our community, mm-hmm. specifically in our community, terrible. So okay, it's terrible. But as a church, do we have any long term goals to address that? Mm-hmm. Healthcare awful. As the church, do we have long term goals to address that? No, but you just need to preach the gospel. Oh, we preach the gospel. 
but we're not just we can't just show up and preach and leave people in their needs. Yeah. Like if Jesus was like, hey, give me the, the was it five loaves and two fish or whatever. Hey, uh, I'm going to break. Uh, Jesus, just preach the gospel. Like this is the same thing. He's like, man, like these people are hungry. Mm. So let's feed them. I'm going to preach, too. But <laughs> let's feed them. And I think it's the same thing for us who live here. We are, you know. We're agents of reconciliation here in this community on this earth. And so, okay, yeah, we're going to preach to them, but also how can we make better education for mm -hmm. them to be able to, uh, when they do come to Christ, they can show off the glory of God in whatever their career path may be, be educated to the glory of God, mm -hmm. be, you know what I mean? Be representatives in excellence in every area, working from a place of reconciliation to a place of reconciliation of Jesus coming back, restoring all things back to him. And so like, that's what it should look like. We should confront these issues on every level, mm -hmm. yeah, political, uh, academic, you know, uh, socioeconomic, you know, so on and so forth. Race mm -hmm. or g gender, like all these other things. We should definitely seek reconciliation in all those areas. And so, like, that's, that's who we are, though. Mm -hmm. And so we can't, we can't separate that apart from preaching the gospel and what, you know, we can't separate that apart from who Jesus is. And that, that's who Jesus is. Yes, he preached the gospel, what? Part of his preaching the gospel was living the gospel. And so, yeah, the gospel is a message to be preached, but also it has implications for our life. And so the implications was healing, feeding, touching, loving, you know, so on and so forth. And so I don't know how we justify separating that from mm -hmm. who we just we've just lost track of who Jesus is completely. And that's not that's not OK, which is why we're have, we have to have this conversation in the first place. You know. Yeah, I think we separate it because. Um because it's hard to to think that we can we can do it all right because we can't we can't do it all but like seeing the gospel as holistic and how it it is just who you are and part of your life it's not separate things that you have to check off a list okay let me preach the gospel check let me make sure we're feeding the homeless check let me make sure we're you know um helping the orphans and the widows check it's just it's fluid it's yeah. just who you are in the moment, how you can meet a need and for the glory of Christ. And, and I think I understand what you're saying. Like when you said we can't do it all, but that's not true. We can do it all. I can't do it all, but we can do it all because like, like we're empowered by the Holy spirit to do, to seek. So I, can I reach every orphan in the city of Trinidad? No. Can you do it? No. But maybe if you can reach three and he can reach five and then that, but that's the whole point of discipleship yeah. is we're multiplying ourselves so that we can have a stronger reach for the glory of God. Yeah. And it's we're, we're little by little, person by person, soul by soul, reconciliation is happening. And what does that person do? That's the, that's the problem, though, is we have this idea that if you are a believer and you witness to me, I say a little prayer, boom, and that's it. Now I go to church every Sunday and that's it. No, mm. no, like. You raise me up, disciple me, teach me all the things that Jesus taught you, baptize me, so on and so forth, and send me out on mission. What does it mean for me to send out on mission? Is you send me out to make disciples that make disciples. And so we're just constantly multiplying, and not just in our faith and what we believe or what we sing or what, giving offering to the church, not just in those things, but we're multiplying and seeking justice and being agents of reconciliation. So when you think about if the church comes alive, and church comes, we're praying about revival and all this other stuff. We just want to have church every day. Yeah. Revival has nothing to do with that. If we really want things to change, then we will get our hands dirty and make disciples because we can't, like when they're building the Tower of Babel, what did God said? Like, if man works together, there's nothing impossible, or something like that. There's nothing mm -hmm. he can't do, or something like that. I can't remember what the story says, sorry. Um, so, like, if that's in a, a bad thing, then and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
So what can we do together? Again, through the Holy Spirit, not just us being right. capable, right? Yeah. But his capability, like what can we, what, what does he want to do through us? Not as individuals, but us as a body. Yes, it's, it, obviously it breaks down to the individual, indi- individual level. But us as a body of believers, what does he want to do through us? Yeah, we can, we can reach everybody. We can at least get the message out. We can at least love everybody in the city, but we can't do it with just us, us at this table, you know, uh, counting Rudy or we can't do it as our church is as now. That's why church growth is important. Mm-hmm. Not for the cameras, not for the offerings, not for the wow, look how many people, not for that type of stuff. Like it's so that we can reach more people for the glory of God and they, mm-hmm. Jesus be glorified in Trinidad, Bolivia. And if Jesus is glorified in Trinidad, Bolivia, then Jesus will be glorified in Benny, Bolivia. If Jesus is glorified in Benny, Bolivia, Jesus will be glorified in Bolivia. If Jesus is glorified in Bolivia, Jesus will be glorified in South America, so on and so forth. But the issue is that we don't, we're not focused on Jesus being glorified because we don't want to get the dirtiness and the nastiness and the patience and the frustration and the, the, the disappointment that comes with discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. It's long term and it's nasty and it's dirty and it's not sexy. It's not, you know, it's not any of these other things that are flashing the pan. You can raise a bunch of money doing it. It's not those things. And so yeah. we can. We, we can do we can do everything, but we're not doing everything. We can't do everything as is, but if we multiply as, as we're supposed to and commanded to, then we can do everything. Now, will everybody on earth be saved? No, unfortunately, because some people just don't, they're not going to want to, you know, but at the same time, we can address issues in our society. We can make a difference. We definitely can. We together through Christ, obviously, and with the, the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, which he's already pushed us to justice and reconciliation. We know that the whole Bible is about that. And so we already know that's what he wants. And so, but it's us. We are, we're the problem, you know? Yeah. I think it's that, like that long set, that long-term mindset that I think is what brings about the callous, callous, callous? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Callous mentality is the, the yeah, the, the long-term, the no quick fix, mm. easy solutions like, um, it's easy to become callous about the education system here because you think, oh, that's just what it is. So like, for example, um, one of the young people at our church, she volunteers, Liz Vanya, she volunteers with a lot of stuff. She went to the school down the road, mm-hmm. terrible school, absolutely terrible school, yeah. just call it what it is, it's a yeah. terrible school. She left that school to go to another school and I was so pleased. I was like, that's great. She's left that school, she's going to another school now, she'll get a better education and better, better um, opportunities. But that's not where it should stop. You know, I shouldn't then be satisfied because Liz Vanya is no longer going to that school. Because mm-hmm. there are hundreds of other yeah. students that are still going to that school yeah. that aren't getting the same education. Yeah. And a lot of those students are from this neighborhood are not in a position where they can change school, mm. where they can go to a different school, where they can go to a paid school. They're not in a position to do that. But it's so easy to become callous to that situation and just say, well, that's just the education. That's just mm-hmm. that school. Yeah. It mm-hmm. sucks. There's nothing we can do about it. It's a big thing. Yeah, because it is. It's massive. So, okay, how do you change an education system? How do you change a school? How do you change the mentality of teachers? How do you change the mentality of a, of a principal who's meant to be running the school? Mm. Uh, which they're not. It's just a free-for-all at that school. Um, yeah. So it's like, how do, how do you change it? And so it's easy to become callous to that and just be like, well, I'll just work with Liz Vanya. I'll just work with Joelle. And then, you know, one at a time. And I think sometimes you do have to work one at a time, but you can never lose this, the sight of, okay, actually... It's not just Lisvania that we want to get a better education, mm-hmm. but we want to get a better education. It's all those kids that attend that school that we want to get a better education to. Um, another thing as well is like the trash in our streets. It's so easy to become callous to the mindset of 
yeah, we live in trash because mm. trash is just always around us. Our roads are just rubbish. They're always torn mm. up. The bin will come down and just make more of a mess than they do actually clean anything up. Yeah. And it's so easy just to go, well, this is just, this is our street. Yeah. It's not a nice looking street right now. You know, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, not, just it's not a street everywhere. at all. Just rubbish everywhere. Yeah. Horses, cows everywhere. And you're like, it's just not, this is not a nice street. And you're like, but it's so easy just to become, ah, this is our street. This yeah. is what it is. But it's like, actually you know a good looking street a clean street with fixed roads that's glorifying god having that you know and yeah. us as the church in this community being the ones that picks up the street being the uh, picks up the trash being the ones that fix the road looking out for our community and what it visually looks like as well you know that sends a huge message uh, to yeah. people who are watching us or you know observing what we're doing um but i think it's those things that are easy for me anyway it's those things that are easier to become callous to because there's just no quick fix. Yeah. Because you you could go out today, pick up all the trash by next week, covered in trash. All by four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're being uh, yeah. generous. <laughs> and so it's, it's so easy to become callous in yeah. those situations. You just be like, oh, this isn't worth my time. I'll do other stuff instead. Absolutely. And with reason, right? And mm. you, you have a reason. But like, the, and that's the thing is like, like you, like you said at the beginning, thinking more long term of like, how can we raise people up? Not raise people up to pick up the trash. But when you start, let's say you do go out and start picking up trash, you, you quickly realize me by myself is not going to do it. Mm. So what is the answer? Yes, continue to pick up trash, but that's just a never ending cycle. So I'll pick up the I'll pick up the trash. But at the same time, pursue discipleship, pursue like, you know, all mm -hmm. these things so that people can value like where they you know what I mean, where mm -hmm. they live and have that that gospel perspective of where we live and what we're doing here and what we're in stewardship and all these other things, you know. And so now that comes, but like you said, it comes with a great price because that's a long-term thing. Mm. And we write it off by saying, oh, no one can ever change that. Mm. I can never do that. But then if we're in the weight room, we're talking about, I can do all things through God. Who's <laughs> like, it's just so bad. Like, but what are you talking if about? We, you know, if we just take a, one about. issue as simple as the trash, it even just isolate it to just our street, it goes to, you have to break it down to so many levels. You mentioned like the church representing Christ and going out there and cleaning it. That is one thing, right? And then you talked about educating people to, you know, not throw trash on the ground. Mm. One, health reasons, uh, just a bunch of animals, take care of the animals, take care of our, our grass, whatever. But then you, you, when you know the people and you realize most people don't buy trash bags here. Yeah. People just have like old, I don't know, recycled whatever they can find to throw their trash in. And then who's taking the trash to the dumpster? The mm. kid. What's the kid doing? Dropping it. It's like a four-year-old kid, you know, because the parents send their kids to do everything yeah. here. And so it's just, it just goes so a little bit more deeper than, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, even just one thing like um, like the trash. Then then it's like, well, how many trash bins do you see around our exactly. neighborhood? Not mm -hmm. many. So exactly. it's just dumped on the corner right by the little river mm -hmm. thing what's that called yeah creek the little creek and so then then you're like as a church we have to then put trash cans out there you know mm -hmm. and then make sure they're not ones that people can take and steal because then yeah. it won't help so you got to get it put down into yeah. the ground it's just a just one thing it becomes a lot bigger project but that's mm -hmm. why there should there should never be that's it, because this is just our community every community has issues like this or every city i should say in some community the church should never get bored ever get bored there's so always something to else yeah. to do well but it's just never ending mm, it is ending when jesus comes back and reconciles <laughs> all but until then we work towards that mm. we don't just sit and wait and say oh that's just the way it is if think if we can if we can like help and and love our community 
by putting simple trash bins on the corner. Why are we not doing that? It's a good idea, by the way. We're going to do yeah, that, yeah. just so you know. We are going to do that. Because the only one is right here. We need one on that corner. I mean, on every corner, we yeah, can do yeah. it in our community. Yeah. So, good idea. We will do that. Write that down. I'm going to talk about it this <laughs> afternoon. Anyway, like, so we are doing it. Put that. it on the board. <laughs> no, we are doing it. Like, this not, for me, it's not debatable. But anyways, like, and I know who can make them. Danny makes them. Yeah, The yeah. guy that, so anyways, yeah. Neither here nor there. So, get ready for that video blog. Of putting <laughs> up that. <laughs> Coming 2022. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The upload queue is so long. Like it, the the queue for the upload is so That's long. That's the opposite of what used to be. If you go back to our channel and look at the first few videos, it always starts with, "Well, it's been a while, guys." Yeah, what? every single video. <laughs> every now it's like you can't get enough. Yeah, and so, but yeah, no, I think. If that's what we can do to serve our community, then it's not for us to be so selfish and ridiculous and short-sighted. Well, I can't. Well, if we do that, then we got to do this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then let's do that. That's called a plan. Right. That's way. called a plan. <laughs> but the, that's the issue is we don't, like you said a minute ago, we don't want to do this long-term commitment. We want to do, hey, guys, this Saturday we're going to clean up the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Put the slideshow on Sunday. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he dropped his lollipop. <laughs> and like, most you know, people only come because you offer like a, 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 a lunch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like steak and, and rice And like, well, we want that moment and it makes us feel good. And that's idolatry. We have to be careful of that. Because now we're seeking an emotion. We're seeking a feeling for me of what I want to feel by doing this. When it's not about an emotion. It's not about a moment. It's not about how you feel or don't feel. It is about reconciliation. It is about God's kingdom. And this is about our involvement and commitment to the community and not just to the community but to the gospel of jesus christ That's going good. out and reaching our community and so how can we do that by, by gaining influence by loving the people in our community by building up our community where it, which is a poor community but it can be built up it mm. can be made better it can be improved and so how can we do that how is the church doing that oh we have worship night i'm not knocking worship night i use that example but it's, it, it is out of place when there's so many issues in the community mm. and we're just in there with our shoes and socks off singing all the time <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? It's just dismissive. Like, I, you can do both. Bob, just for, for the record, you can do both. But we, we typically, we don't do both. Mm. We do one little event. Yay, our event. Or the other. Mm. But we don't want this long-term commitment. Well, the irony is we accept the commitment that Jesus made to us. The long-term commitment. We keep sinning, keep messing up, keep falling, keep whatever. And it's a long-term. He's still committed to us. He's still with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And he's there. And we expect him to be there every time we fall and we repent and we get up. We're fully expecting him to be there. But when something goes wrong in the community or with the drug addict next door or whatever, then we're done with them. We want to write them off. And that's not who we are. Is we are Jesus people, kingdom people here on this earth, yeah, in, in the world, not of it, but that's just to tell us where we come from mm-hmm. and what we're here for. That's not to me, ugh, we don't touch anything. That's not what that's meant for. It's that we're not of this world, but we are in this world to be agents of change and reconciliation in our community. So all this, like, and it's, we talked about Calisthenics as missionaries, but it's not just missionaries. It's the church mm-hmm. at large. Yeah. Yeah. How many churches in there, in, here, let's just talk about where we live. Let's be critical. No problem doing that. But let's just be critical <laughs> of the churches where in our community, like, doing nothing. Yeah. Doing nothing. Oh, ties and suits and praying in tongues and dancing. Great. Good, good, good. But doing nothing in the community. And I go back to Amos 5 every time. It's like, I don't want your songs and your celebrations and all that if, if you're not uh, 
speaking out and working against the injustices that are going on in the community. Let mm-hmm. justice roll down like a river. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, and he's not saying, I don't want you to sing. He's not saying, I don't want you to have meetings. Yeah. He's not saying, I don't want you to wear suits and ties. He's not saying that. He's saying, if you do all this apart from confronting and going against injustices, mm-hmm. then that, I don't want to hear that. Because this worship is all of it. Worship is not just you coming to do one thing and, oh, God, we just worship you. Oh, and, you know, doing the little hand figures and stuff on people. And it's not, it's not doing that. That's, mm. that's, that is not complete worship. Mm. That worship is all of it. It's an entire lifestyle, not a lifestyle of singing, a lifestyle of serving, loving, seeking reconciliation. Whether it be race, whether it be education, whether it be economy. So this is who we are. Mm. This is what we do. And you can throw it on us like we're missionaries and whatever, but it's not. This is the Christian call. Yeah. yeah. This is not the missionary call. Now we do this specifically as missionaries in communities that are maybe what seem like they're in more of need. But right in your community, wherever you live, and you live in the richest community in the world, there needs to be reconciliation on some level there. Mm-hmm. If not, then what does G, what do we need Jesus for? Right. Walk away from the faith. If you believe that in your community there is no reconciliation needed and there's no activity for you to do, walk away from the faith right now because you you you, you don't believe it. Yeah. You don't believe it. And this world needs restoration, needs reconciliation, and, and that's what we're here for. We're here in Trinidad, Bolivia about that, but everybody who's listening and every Christian and believer around the world, you are right where you are for that purpose. You're not, you don't live in that neighborhood because your dream home is there. That's deception. If you believe that you live somewhere because that's where God gave you a blessing in your dream home, of like, give me a break. You're there to seek reconciliation and restoration of broken people, broken families, yeah. wherever that may be. We're not here for this like small celebration. We're not here for this kingdom. This is not a kingdom. This is exile. Adam and Eve got kicked out the garden. We're still there. Mm-hmm. This is not, we don't, we don't camp out here, get comfortable here and celebrate here. We are pilgrims passing through, as Peter said. So all these dream houses and all this other stuff, that, like, that just need, that has to go. That is so good. Just imagining us happy in our exile. Like that's, we just want to be comfortable. It's sackcloth and ashes. It's like it you get ridiculous. comfortable in sackcloth and ashes. It's the same exact thing. It's absurd. But anyways, Dang. I've talked enough. And we're not even talking about being callous anymore. You guys got anything else to it's add? It's tied up. It all came back around. Got anything else? Nope, I'm good. Good. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you. Click to the next video and watch our video blog. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Appreciate you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Provecho.